is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go! It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. All right, it is Saturday, everybody. You are enjoying your wonderful weekend. Welcome to the Saturday Mailbag, an Adam and Ben operation here. What's going on, Ben Gretsch? Not much, man. I'm really glad uh, to have you back. I mean, I'm sad for you that you didn't win the million dollars know, last week. Yeah, I know. But your retirement announcement had to be put on hold, it sounds like. <laughs> by, by the way, have a, has anybody's uh, team name for you? How the Gretsch Stole Christmas. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. Has that's really good because I'm not even that? that big of a fan of Christmas. My <laughs> wife loves Christmas, what? and I'm just like, I'm kind of a Grinch. It just oh, gets yeah. in the way of football. You are the Gretsch. How about that? Uh, yeah. So we got some news. We got some updates on who's in and who's out. I want to get your thoughts on Tennessee Jacksonville. And we've talked so much about Derrick Henry with you on the show, so I figured it was a good time to have you on to talk about Derrick Henry so you didn't miss out on that opportunity. What did you think of Thursday night's game? Yeah, I mean, it was kind of a slow game, obviously. It was uh, nice to see Minshew throwing, throwing a little bit well in the – the first half, I was really disappointed in Tennessee's offense in the second half where they were kind of chasing points and couldn't move with any pace still and weren't pushing the ball down the field. So that's you know, kind of what we already were talking about, but it's really concerning. That's a game they had a chance to potentially come back and win. They were down 13, and they couldn't even get uh, any kind of pace going on their drive. So y- you know that's going to be a low-volume pass offense all year, and it's not great for the Tennessee pass catchers. Henry... Another one-yard touchdown run. That's his third in, in three games, one in each game so far. The NFL record is 11 in a season of one-yard touchdown runs. There's only been like six or seven seasons where somebody's had double-digit of those in a year. He's already got three through three games. Wow. So I do think a lot of what he's done so far is just a little bit fluky that they've had these opportunities where the ball's gotten spotted at right at the one. Uh, he only has eight of those high-value touches I'm always talking about. He scored all four of his touchdown on those, touchdowns on those eight touches. And is that not has, a lot? Yeah. Is that not a lot? Eight through three games? It's not. It's not bad, right? So he has a he has a solid floor, and he has like fifty five total touches though. And I keep hearing about how strong his workload is because he's getting he's had I think a minimum of seventeen touches per game, but it's still a pretty hollow workload. And yesterday, I think in PPR he had eleven point something points, ten point something in non PPR because he only had one catch again. Another bad drop. He had a bad drop in week two. They are setting up some screen passes for him, but he's not running a lot of routes. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's not it's not a low number of high-value touches, but just a lot of his workload is pretty hollow. I think he's a pretty good sell-high still. Okay. And, you know, I, I mentioned on the on the Friday episode that I thought he was, you know, kind of a winner because even when they were trailing 14 nothing at halftime, 17 nothing at one point, even when they were trailing, they were using him. But, you know, the more I think of it is like, yeah, that's what happened in week three. I don't know that that's going to happen. I mean, they might say, "Hey, we got to get Deion Lewis more involved." And well, he ran, he had he played more snaps. He did, but he didn't Henry. do anything. You know, like he did, right. he really didn't. He really wasn't in as much as I thought until the very final drive, which took way too long, as you mentioned. Um, and then they're you know they are considering a quarterback change. The news is that Mike Vrabel said not now, but that means it's not out of the question. So Ben, thank you for your thoughts on Tennessee Jacksonville. Promoting a couple things. Eye on Fantasy Football, the radio show, Saturday night, CBS Sports Radio, 10 to midnight Eastern. So if you're not doing anything tonight, or if you are doing something tonight, please step out for two hours and listen to our show. You can hear it on Sirius Channel 206. You can hear it on CBS Sports Radio on on a local affiliate or on CBSSportsRadio.com. And FanDuel, we have a league. FanDuel.com slash 
Let me just make sure. I, league slash FFT, I believe. I sent it to you. Yeah, I did see that. It's uh, is that the URL? Or yeah, is it leagues. Yep. No, it's singular league. Mm-hmm. Okay, FanDuel.com slash league slash FFT, baby. Sign up. We got a few spot. We got some spots <laughs> left, so get in there. It's five dollars. We'll do it every week. News and notes. Oh, you know what? I just realized about Ben. I don't know who your favorite football team is. Is it Seattle? No, I grew up rooting for the Vikings. My grandpa's a, a big Vikings fan. He got me on the Vikings as a kid. So I had a tortured childhood. I mean, I remember very vividly Gary Anderson missing the kick in 98. Uh, them getting absolutely destroyed in the NFC Championship in 2001, I think, to the Giants. Or 2000, 2000. to the Giants. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Brett Favre, the Brett Favre interception against the Saints. I, I was, think that uh, was... I think He's was, from Montana. I had driven out to Montana to watch the game with him. So oh, they were the team I rooted for growing up. I also pulled for the Seahawks a little bit. It's, uh, uh, you know, at this point, I'm, I root for players more than teams, but I, I'm kind oh, of a dual sad. fan. That's sad. I think it was the 2000 Super Bowl that the Giants were in. So that may have been 2001 playoffs. Like, no, I think it was the 2000 season right. Giants-Vikings. That was probably January 2001. I think. Right. That sounds right. All right. Damian Williams is out. How much do you want to start LaShawn McCoy this week? Um, I think you, you have to be interested in him. That's going to be a, a high paced game. I, I don't think, I mean, it's going to be a high scoring game. I don't, I don't, you know, I'm a little bit concerned about Baltimore's D. I think they'll lean on Mahomes more. I think Baltimore's offense is going to put up points on Kansas City. So I think there'll be more passing. And I also think we'll see Daryl, uh, Daryl Williams and Darwin Thompson some. So I'm not like, jumping out of my seat to play LaShawn McCoy, but you know, he's definitely an option if you don't have great options. Kenyon Drake, for what it's worth, averaged three yards per carry against Baltimore. He had four carries for 12 yards. David Johnson, more important, seven carries for 14 yards and a touchdown. So their run defense has been excellent. Sure. Um, Their run defense has been really good. Their pass defense, not so much. Um, All right. McCoy is in, we think, and Williams is out. Devin Singletary is out. Remember, we're recording this on Friday afternoon. Devin Singletary is out. Frank Gore or LaShawn McCoy? LaShawn McCoy. LaShawn McCoy. Yeah. Uh, Marlon Mack practiced. That's good. We should, he should be able to play as of Friday afternoon. Darius Leonard is out. Thoughts on Devontae Freeman? Meh. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, if you have him, you're probably starting him. I mean, you took him pretty high. Uh, and it's yeah, it's a good matchup for him. So you go with him if you have him. Pittsburgh wide receiver Deontay Johnson said he is the starter. He said, I am the captain now, sort of. But he said he's starting going forward. That was interesting. Everybody's yeah, I mean, been on James I, Washington. I think it sounds like in their three wide receiver sets, it's going to be him, James Washington, and Juju, and that Dante Moncrief. We saw that last week. Dante Moncrief's routes dropped precipitously, just completely off the map. He's he's just not he, he's not rosterable anymore, and he's probably not going to play a ton going forward. And mentioned that Mike Vrabel said Tennessee is not looking to change quarterbacks right now. We have your questions from many, many different places. We have them from Apple Podcasts, also known as iTunes. We have them from our inbox at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Uh, we have your grade the trade. We've got uh, start sit, obviously. We've got some fantasy regulators coming up. But first, let me tell you about ZipRecruiter. Hiring can be a challenge as Codable co-founder Gretchen Hebner discovered. Gretchen needed to hire a game artist for her education tech company. She knew it would not be easy to find someone to grow with her team. That's why she went to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter does not depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. 
It's technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. So you get qualified candidates fast. Gretchen posted her job on ZipRecruiter and said she was impressed with how quickly she found qualified applicants. She also used ZipRecruiter screening questions to filter her candidates so she could focus on the best ones. And that is how Gretchen found a new game artist in less than two weeks. And listen, with results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. That's the stat of the game right there. Four out of five within the first day get a qualified candidate. So see why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try it for free at this web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. One more time, ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. That's ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. To the questions. Let's go to the Apple podcast. Five-star reviews. Thank you, everybody, for these. Very helpful. Keep them coming. I traded Lamar Jackson and Austin Eckler. I received Mark Ingram and Zach Ertz. I now have Josh Allen at quarterback. Gave up Jack Lamar Jackson and Eckler for Ingram and Ertz. What do you think? Yeah, that's a tough one for me. I, I, I'm not big on Mark Ingram. I haven't been a big fan of his throughout, and especially any anyone at the running back position. You're not really sure about the longevity of a, of a player, how long they're going to be the starter, how long they're going to stay healthy. So especially with giving up a guy like Eckler who's performing as well as he is and we don't really know when Melvin Gordon's going to be back. I actually think I would take Eckler over Ingram right now head-to-head. And so, you know, also giving up – I mean, I would, I think I would take him over him pretty easily. And also giving up Lamar Jackson, who I think is going to be probably a top-three quarterback the rest of the season. He's just looked phenomenal. That's a lot to give up for Zach Ertz. I – I'm fine with you still having Josh Allen at QB, so it makes some sense that you traded from a position of strength, but I would not have done this trade. I would give it a D plus. I don't really think Josh Allen is a position of strength if that's your backup. He's not a he's bad. Like he can't he's not yeah. a good passer. He's a, he's not terrible for fantasy, but it's a huge downgrade. I yeah, I'm not really a big fan either. Hoopster thirty, PPR Dynasty League with two quarterbacks. Uh, I drafted my quarterbacks relatively late. I ended up with Josh Allen and Mitchell Trubisky. I picked up Bridgewater. Would you start Teddy Bridgewater over Mitchell Trubisky? No. No, I'd, I'd, I'd start Trubisky this week. Okay. Yeah, it'd be easier if we knew Bridgewater wasn't going to lose a lot. We don't know how much work he's going to lose to Taysom Hill. From Matt, should I keep Michael Gallup or drop him to get Golden Excuse me, Golden Tate? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of see what what he's thinking and and why you'd want to consider golden tate but i'm not dropping michael gallup anywhere and if he gets cut anywhere i think he'd pick him up he hasn't he didn't score in either game but he has more targets more receptions more yards than amari cooper more air yards a stronger opportunity share uh he was a really good prospect i don't think he's necessarily like going to be the number one when he comes back but it's really interesting how involved and productive he was the only reason Cooper has outscored him so far is because Cooper scored in both games and Gallup has it. But you want Gallup. And if he gets cut in your league, you should pick him up. Cowboys for Super Bowl 54 from is. Ugh, why are we reading this guy? If Cam is going to play, should I play him or Jimmy G? Okay. Thank you for asking because Cam is out. Russell Wilson or Jameis Winston? Uh, who would you start? Wilson or Winston? I, I think I'm going to go with Winston here. I think he's going to have. Um, I think he's going to have a little bit of a bounce-back game against the Giants. It's tough to sit Wilson, but I don't think they're going to have particularly much trouble at all at home against the Saints. I'm not really optimistic about what the Saints are going to try and do. 
with Bridgewater and Hill and whatever they're going to try. You know, I, I just think it's, gonna, it's a really tough spot for the Saints. So uh, I think this is kind of a bounce back spot for Winston, and I think I might take him here. From Braden Burt, should I drop Duke Johnson for Philip Lindsay? Yeah, I mean, if you're in a league where Philip Lindsay's a free agent, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I would make that that trade. I would have Lindsay over over Duke Johnson right now. Uh, something that I I think I mentioned before as well is kind of an underrated uh, trend so far this year. But last year they the Broncos incorporated Devontae Booker on pass downs a ton. This year they're not. They're playing just Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman as a two man committee. And Joe Flacco loves to throw to his running backs. Last year he or last week he threw seven targets to Lindsay and seven to Royce Freeman. There's a lot of upside in that backfield if one of them goes down and the other one just gets that whole opportunity to themselves. But uh, Lindsay's receiving role right now, I mean, is better than Duke Johnson's even, who who didn't even get a, a catch in week two when Carlos Hyde played a lot more. So I would definitely take Lindsay over Johnson. And uh, but yeah, it's it's kind of a lateral move. And again, if you're in this type of type of league where you have the, the, these types of players available. You want to shoot for upside, and I think Lindsey has more. I left draft day with Chris Carson, Le'Veon Bell, and Josh Jacobs, and then I picked up Aaron Jones, okay? I traded Aaron Jones and John Ross for Dak Prescott. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, again, uh, scooping up Aaron Jones is a pretty nice move. I I don't think that you should be trading Aaron Jones and John Ross for a quarterback in most leagues, but I think Dak has a really high ceiling this year, and if you're in a league, again, where you can pick up Aaron Jones, like... I don't think it's that crazy to, to try to consolidate talent. I, I do like John Ross the rest of the way too, though. I, this is not a trade I would probably make, but the context makes it a little bit more reasonable. Okay, from Kendall. So pick two receivers, a running back, and a flex. It's PPR. Pick two receivers first. Calvin Ridley, Emmanuel Sanders, Tyler Boyd, and T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, this is a tough one because I think you can make a case for all four of these guys this week. Sanders, for me, I, I've had a hard time coming around on, but obviously was great last week. But playing against the Packers, they have pretty solid corners. I'm I'm not going to be as high on him this week. And I'm a little concerned about uh, T.Y. Hilton as well. They are playing Atlanta. And uh, Desmond Trufant's a pretty solid corner. And India is just they're, – they're the slowest uh, pace team so far in situation you know neutral pace. So they, they want to run the ball. They're going to try to slow this game down. Hilton has three touchdowns through two games, but I, I think I'd rather go with Calvin Ridley on the other side in that game. Um, and then I think I'd, I I would like to play Boyd, even though I don't think Cincinnati is going to have a lot of success at Buffalo. But uh, I do think Boyd will still rack up plenty of targets. All right. And then we need a running back and a flex. Kamara, Gurley. I, I would probably just start those two. Yeah, I would too. All right, Julian, should I trade Juju Smith-Schuster and James Conner for Tyreek Hill and Nick Chubb? Yes. Yeah. Yes, you should. Yeah, Nick Chubb's the best player in that deal right now. His receiving work has been fantastic. You got to be a little concerned about both Juju and Conner, and Hill is on the mend, like reportedly might be back before expected. Yeah, cast is off or whatever the hell it is. Sling. Sling is off, yeah. All right, we're going to do these real quick here. Kevin from a desert town in California picked two running backs. Mac, Lindsey, Royce Freeman, half PPR. Who were the names? Sorry. Marlon Mack, Royce Freeman, Philip Lindsey, pick two. Ooh, I mean, if Mac plays, I think you probably start him. And then I'm going to take Freeman over Lindsey, even though I just had some some good words about Lindsey. I, I, I think Freeman's going to take over that backfield. PPR, pick three. Evans, Thielen, Galladay. Woods and John Brown. 
Evans, Thielen, Galladay, Woods, John Brown. Evans, Thielen, Galladay, Woods, and John Brown. Pick I, three? Yeah, I take the first three. Evans, Thielen, and Galladay. I would take Evans, Thielen, and Galladay over Woods. Yeah, that's what I said. That's what I said, man. So oh. we're in agreement. <laughs> I thought you took Woods over Galladay. No, 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 no. I, I like Galladay. Uh, all right, so... Those are our iTunes emails. Okay, thank you so much for your kind reviews. You know, I uh, have a nice smooth face last night. I got the Harry's razor out, and I had a nice little shave. Humans have been shaving for over 5,000 years, and they didn't need flex balls and heated handles and gimmicky features. Neither do you. The focus from Harry's is on the qualities that actually matter for a close, comfortable shave, and they never upcharge you either. So join the 10 million who have tried Harry's and get your special trial offer at harrys.com slash FFT, H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com slash FFT. It's a great shave. I've tried so many razors. I'm the kind of person who just like facial hair grows in thick and I need a good razor and I don't shave all that often. So when I shave, I need something really close. And Harry's is the only one that's really, really worked for me. The The best part, other than the shave, is the price. I mean, just $2 per blade. Harry's, you get ripped off so badly on razor blades, but not with Harry's. To keep prices low, they cut out the middleman. You know, they own their factory, and the quality is great, and the price is great. So if you want a trial set, go to harrys.com slash FFT. Get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip. A, a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and a trimmer blade. Rich lathering shave gel and a travel blade cover. Harry's.com slash FFT. Go there. Harry's.com slash FFT to start shaving better today. We got some trade questions here. Let's see how our people did. From from Paul, uh, give up Damian Williams and Stefan Diggs or Tyrell Williams and get Michael Thomas, half PPR. Yeah, I would give up Tyrell over Diggs. I still think you should have Diggs ahead of Tyrell, and I would... Uh, yeah, I would grade that a B plus. I mean, I think that's a, that's a good trade. You like, you'd like to get Michael Thomas there? Yeah. Okay. From Nick, I'm getting a trade from the Kyler Murray owner. He will give me Kyler Murray for Stefan Diggs. I'm loaded at wide receiver. I don't know who his quarterback is, but do you think that's a good trade, giving up Diggs and getting Kyler Murray? Uh, look, I really like Kyler Murray, but... We shouldn't all be wanting to trade away Stephon Diggs. He had a second touchdown overturned on a call that pretty much everyone agreed was a was an overturn that should not have happened. He also was open all day against Green Bay. Cousins missed him a bunch. I think he's going to be just fine. You don't trade him for a, a quarterback. Even As much as I like Kyler Murray, I wouldn't do this. It's a D for me. <laughs> hey, see, you're getting a little harsh now. That might That's a D. You said C was average. It's got to be below average. It does. It does. You could have gone C minus, but I like that. You could have gone D plus. You went D. Okay. Uh, Don't hit on Stephon Diggs or you're getting a D. That's just... D for Diggs. Dario from a suburb outside of Philly. Uh, Pitts, um, no, let's say uh, Kansas City, Missouri. 12-team half PPR keeper league with deep benches. Give up Cam and Cooks. Get Rodgers and Drake. So you're basically just giving up Cam and Cooks for Rodgers, but you're getting Kenyon Drake in there too. What do you think? Yeah, Drake has very little value to me, so this is another D. I don't. I, I'm not going to give up Brandon Cooks for an upgrade at quarterback. Yeah, okay, I, I I agree with you there. From Nick PPR League, give up Aaron Jones and Godwin. Aaron Jones and Godwin get Kamara, 
D.D. Westbrook and Jamison Crowder. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, I'll take uh, that's a B for me at least. Uh, I think you'll take Kamara here over Jones by quite a bit, and Godwin is is very good, but he also came into the season with a lot of hype and has been you know performing right off the bat. So his value is definitely a little bit inflated right now. Whereas Westbrook and Crowder, they're reasonable options. They're not great, but they're good options. And you you know you're not. I don't think that the duo there could do a better job of replacing Godwin's production than. You know, the difference between Kamara and Jones, which I think is a pretty big upgrade. All right. B for Ben. From Dom, do I trade David Johnson and Mike Evans for Le'Veon Bell and DJ Moore, non-PPR? No. No, you do not. No. No, you do not. Rudy in California. Some nervous guy foolishly dropped Shady McCoy for Jalen Samuels. I have Darwin Thompson, and I'm tempted to pick up McCoy. Trouble is, I'd have to drop Cohen or Demarcus Robinson for him. And I'll just throw out, you could also drop Darwin Thompson. Should I do it? Who should I cut? I was thinking $6 of fab. Yeah, the fab number is not really helpful because we don't know if it's 100 bucks or what, but I'm assuming 100 I think, yeah, that's a reasonable amount. You definitely I don't, I don't think that's enough, Ben. I would, if McCoy were available in one of my fab leagues, I'd bid more than that. I'd bid at least double. I might bid close yeah. to 20 Sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah. I, I I go a little lower on the the later the the second fab runs when people drop players because you you don't see as many people actually make bids but I, I do hear you I think you can go more than this uh, I wouldn't go less that's for sure um, but yeah I I think I probably would drop Robinson I mean I know you probably just spent a lot to get him but it's not look if Hill's back relatively soon you know he might be a tough guy to start the rest of the season like if you're not using him this week then you don't really need him uh for wait, who which guy Demarcus Robinson oh Demarcus Robinson one oh, Tyreek Hill, Hill. okay okay yeah sorry got confused all right here's a reference let's see if Ben knows it some Chris in New Hampshire hey Tony Paulie Silvio and Christopher oh that's uh good fellas <laughs> What? <laughs> what no, it? it's not good, fellas. Come on. Tony, it's a mobster story with Tony. Oh, Sopranos. Yes, it's Sopranos. Oh, that's terrific. Gray the uh, Trade. Well, I, knew it was a, I, I knew it was a mobster thing. I just couldn't think of which one That's great, man. Uh, Ten-team standard scoring, Gray the Trade. Give up Baker Mayfield and TJ Hawkinson. He already has Kittle. So he gives up Baker Mayfield and Hawkinson. He gets Kyler Murray and Terry McLaurin. Uh, B plus. I like it. McLaurin, I think, is going to be good for the majority of the year. I mean, the guys he's competing with, it's it's nobody. It's Paul Richardson, Trey Quinn, Chris Thompson, and Vernon Davis are the other main guys running routes right now for that team. So he's been getting all the volume. He's going to continue to get the volume. I think Kyler's an upgrade on Baker. I, you know, we've talked about TJ Hawkinson a lot before, but he had a lot of extra volume in their um, game flow in week one with the overtime and playing against Arizona. He's going to be fine as a tight end, but I think McLaurin's a you know a fine substitute for a receiver. And if you already have Kittle, like yeah, this is you know what? a minus. This is a great trade. Okay. Oh, look at that. Ben's Ben's in a good mood today. Yeah. So you know, I hope you uh, I hope you are ready to uh, lay down the law a little bit. It's regulators' time. I think the first one's pretty easy. It's from Nick Bowsher from a city north of Salt Lake City. Oh, Vancouver. Dear Gary, that's got to be north, right? Yeah, it's north. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, yeah. it's north. It's not it's very be, far west, too. That's right. It's not like due north, but it's north. No. Uh, dear Gary, Larry, and Jerry. What? What are? 
uh, names for Larry Gergich and <laughs> Parks and Rec? I have no idea. I have no idea who that is. It's probably uh, it's probably Goodfellas. You don't right? know Parks and Rec, and you're hating on me. No, I know Parks and Rec. Is this a Parks and Rec a Parks and Rec reference? Yeah, Larry Gergich is like the dude that they call Larry. Then they call him his first name. First he's Gary. Then they're calling him Larry. Then they're calling him Jerry throughout the seasons. Who is Gary? I don't know that character. Oh, Jerry. Oh, oh, guy. oh, the, the the big dude. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, I was making fun of him. <laughs> Okay, yeah, he's a great character. In one of my leagues, the manager of uh, Melvin Gordon has placed him on IR. On this particular site, which shall not be named, Melvin Gordon is listed as out, which means he can be placed on which he which means he can be placed on IR if he's out. However, our rules state this: a player may only be placed on injured reserve if he, if he is listed on the injury report, the NFL injury report, as doubtful or out, or if the player is on the NFL injured reserve. I called the particular manager out, and he promptly asked me what I was smoking. I understand per the website it will let you place him on IR because he's listed as out. However, per our rules, he made an illegal move. I told him he needs to drop a player and put Gordon back on his active roster. What say you? Yeah, that's as clear-cut as it gets. This dude is the one that's smoking something. If you have a (laughs) rule, this guy writes in 10.4.1. They have bylaws that clearly state he can be placed on injured reserve in these instances, and this is not one of those instances. And there's plenty of, of sites and platforms that you work where you can't deactivate suspended players. You have to decide whether to cut them or hold them. Yeah, I mean, it's very, very clear. This guy should not be on – Melvin Gordon should not be on this guy's IR. It's right in your rules. Yeah. The yeah. other dudes okay. – Okay, yeah, the other – yeah. So basically um, – damn it, I missed it. No, wait, we're going to do it again. Pretend that didn't happen, everybody. So basically, it's been regulated. Okay, let's go to the second one. Here we go. Fantasy regulators from... Oh, gosh, I don't even have a name. Bill. I'm the commissioner of a 12-team PPR Superflex League. I just traded away Mason Rudolph and Demarcus Robinson for Devontae Adams. Uh, damn. <laughs> What a fail. So close. So close. All right. PBR Superflex League, 12 teams. I traded away Mason Rudolph and Demarcus Robinson for Devontae Adams. The team giving up Adams only had Joe Flacco as his one and only quarterback. My league mates are absolutely exploded and said it was a terrible trade and they were quitting if the trade went through. So I was forced to reverse the trade, giving up Rudolph and Demarcus Robinson to get Adams. In my opinion, having a decent quarterback in a Superflex League was way more important for the team giving up Adams. There are zero starting quarterbacks on waivers. I need your help. Please regulate this trade and explain to my league mates that they can't predict the future and how this trade would have uh, panned out one way or another. Vetoing a trade for any reason other than collusion is so stupid. Yeah, this is a no-brainer. Like This should not be vetoed. I understand it's a bad trade, but the guy... There's been a lot of quarterback injuries. The guy's in a super flex league, and he's he's down to one quarterback, and it's Joe Flacco. He wants to make a, he wants to take a chance on Mason Rudolph. He might not be able to acquire a quarterback any other way. I don't know how deep this guy is at receiver, but in super flex leagues, if you don't have a lot of quarterbacks, you're probably deep at other positions. Typically, you can get pretty stacked in those places. So he has to make a move where he's trading away Devonta Adams, who, in a non super flex league, it seems crazy to trade away Devonta Adams for these names, but in a super flex format. It still seems crazy, but it's still it's a little bit more reasonable where he might have other options. It might actually be making his team better. And and even if it wasn't, it's up to him. He's he's like sound mind and able bodied. He's deciding he wants to make a bet on Mason Rudolph. 
The Steelers threw the most passes in the NFL last year. I don't think it's crazy that Mason Rudolph, a third-round pick, could come in and be an average quarterback, which is usable in Superflex. And especially when Joe Flacco is your only other option, like mm-hmm. you need to get a second quarterback. The only thing I disagree with here is that vetoing a trade for any reason other than collusion is so stupid. I've seen some really bad trades that do deserve to be vetoed. And it's usually like, well, this person wasn't paying attention and never sets his lineup and just made a trade. Or this person's out of playoff contention and it's week 12 and we just and this trade just went down. Or this seasoned veteran just offered the newcomer in our league the worst trade of all time and it just upset the balance of the league. Like, if you know it's kooky and doesn't make sense, not just a bad trade by two, like, consenting adults, basically, but a bad trade by one fantasy owner who's just, you know, not... Who, who just, like, is not responsible or doesn't know what he or she is doing. I'm okay vetoing in those situations. Yeah, there's so there's two sides to that. I I... I think there are extreme examples, like you said, that that can be considered. But what I think needs to happen in those situations is you basically got to vote it and have the whole league behind it and think that it needs to be vetoed. And then you got to go back to the guy and have him defend his trade. Because if he's still defending it and it's like, I really want to make this trade and it's not collusion. It's like, I think this makes my trade, my team better. You have to let him make the trade. But if you go back to the guy and I've been in this situation before and he's like, I can't defend it. It's kind of tough. Fair enough. But Heath would say that he'd kick me out of the league. Ben, I need yeah, you. Heath would say no, no vetoes whatsoever. <laughs> yes, exactly. Heath, Heath's a stubborn man. We all know that. I need you to do me a favor, Ben. You ready? Yeah. I need you to go to this website, joinhoney.com/fft. All right. Type it up on your little computer there, joinhoney.com/fft. No My loud typing will be helpful. Yep, right yep. He's type. <laughs> you can hear him typing it. No, this is not a Sopranos reference. This is free money. Time Magazine calls Honey basically free money, and it's really cool. Nine out of ten times, shopping online beats going to the store, right? We like to stay home. We like to shop online. If you put this free browser extension, Ben's probably already downloaded it because it takes like two seconds. You put this free, free browser extension. What you do is basically you go, you shop online, you buy stuff, Honey finds coupon codes and other discounts across the web and applies them automatically. So seriously, like I've used it on Amazon for a pair of headphones. Um, I've used it Christmas shopping. I go on cbssports.com and we've got like a store and it alerts me that there are discounts available. And then I went and I bought some UM stuff. So uh, Honey's really awesome and it's free and it takes no time. Go to joinhoney.com slash FFT. Download the free browser extension and just start saving money. The average honey user saves about $126 per year. I also use it every single time I buy pet food from Chewy.com. So it's great. Um, It's got over 100,000 five-star reviews on the Google Chrome store. So again, it is free. Installs on your computer in just two clicks. It'll save you money so you can treat yourself to something nice. Get honey for free at joinhoney.com slash FFT. That is joinhoney.com slash FFT. And you're welcome, Ben. Yeah, I've already added it. I mean, it's on it's on my Chrome now. There you go. Starter sit questions. Mike in Hawaii. OJ Howard. Um, okay, so his question is, I'm debating Howard or Hawkinson. Most fantasy analysts would go Howard, but the CBS analysts say Hawkinson. Given the enticing matchup for Howard, wondering why you guys are going Hawk. I'm going Howard. I think it's a get-right game for Howard. So I, I know some of the other guys really like Hawkinson. Dave has been on him all offseason and, you know, obviously nailed it with a huge week one. 
but I will go Howard. I've been talking a little bit about Hawkinson had a, a little bit more volume in that week one game than you should expect most weeks. And we saw that last week. I think last week was kind of the worst case scenario. He's a fine play this week. But I'll go Howard because, number one, the Giants have been bad against the tight end for years. They weren't. Uh, they didn't get beat by the tight end last week against the Bills. The Bills don't really use the position. But in week one, they gave up touchdowns to both Jarwin and Jason Witten. Uh, number two, I think, especially with how much Arians has been talking about O.J. Howard uh, in the media, it's just a, a, a get-right game. It's a perfect spot for Howard to get back on track. And number three, everyone is just overreacting on Howard a little bit. He had a zero catch game. Sure. But he also had one last year. He was still top six at the position in PPR and non PPR in points per game, even with a zero catch game last season, but it's kind of part of his role. He's not playing uh, more snaps this year, like we hoped, but he's still playing enough and he's going to do better than what he did in week two, most weeks. Okay. And it is really close with our analysts with Hawkinson and Howard. I mean, they're basically back to back. So if you want to go with Howard, Go with Howard. This is from Eddie Hollywood Ray in Boston, Massachusetts. Tyler Boyd or Marquise Brown? And then he's got the thinking emoji. I'm stuck. Tyler Boyd or Marquise Brown? Yeah, I'm stuck too. I mean, I wish I knew the uh, scoring here because I think in PPR, you really have to like Boyd's additional targets. He's just He's got double-digit targets both weeks. I think he's going to get plenty of targets again. But in non-PPR... I think you can go with Marquise Brown, man. He played a lot more in week two, and he's been so explosive. I think that Chiefs game is going to be really interesting. I like Brown a lot this week. So for me, it's split by by uh, scoring. How about half PPR, bud? I think I would go Brown. I think Brown has more upside to, to make a big difference in your lineup to get like a 20-point game. Yeah. Uh, but Boyd can compile enough stats to be usable in, in PPR for sure. Yeah, and I think the stat I gave was that in week one, Marquise Brown had like, uh, he had 25% of the targets for the team. And in week two, he had like 33%. So I know he doesn't have a ton of targets, but they haven't had to throw that much. If they do have to throw that much, he might have a 12-target game. You never know. Sure. So yeah, let me see. So 63. And Mark Andrews is a little banged up. He's questionable. I think he's going to play, but... One more reason that Brown might get more targets. Mark Andrews and, and Marquise Brown have 17 and 18 targets, respectively, out of 63 targets. So they have more than half the team's targets. They're the only ones that get any looks. All right, here we go. From Steven, Josh Allen or Jared Goff? I had made my mind going Allen over Goff until I saw that both Cleveland Browns cornerbacks, Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams, were injured. Now what do I do, Allen or Goff? I think I'm going Allen, and I don't like to do that, but you know you're going to get some rushing out of him. Goff has had his – when he's had these like bad games, they've always come on the road. Uh, he's got a little bit of a lower floor on the road. He's been a lot better throughout mm-hmm. his career at home. So I, for me, Allen this week against Cincinnati, he'll get some rushing yards for you. He'll get – you know he'll have a stable floor. Okay, from Steven – no, from Gary, pardon me. Royce Freeman or Rex Burkhead in PPR? Freeman, yeah. I mean, I, I talked about this a little bit ago, but I think he's got the potential to have a big week this week, actually. From Andrew, start two of these in PPR. Lockett, Juju, Godwin. Lockett, Juju, Godwin. Pick two. I'm going to take Juju and Godwin just on volume alone. I think Seattle might not throw a lot this this week. I'm going to tell you the stat. Because Dave and Jamie, I thought they were going to fall out of their chairs, and they didn't. Uh, there have been now, since week one of last year, 27 wide receivers with six or more targets against the 49ers. 24 of the 27 
have 70 yards or a touchdown or both. It's a good stat. I mean, that's a a great stat. It's the best one you've heard. (laughs) Yeah, it's the best. With that guy that I don't know on Twitter, he wouldn't have had that stat. What's his name? (laughs) Richard Rebar. We got to get Rebar on the uh, the mailbag. uh, Yeah, you know what? I'm going to reach out to him, or you can. Yeah, I'll reach out to yeah, him. Let's tell see if we can get on next week. Next week's mailbag, you tell him Friday afternoon he's coming on and right. I can introduce myself. Uh, all right, cool. So it's Juju and Goblin. From Sean, pick two out of three in PPR. Uh, Diggs, Carson, and Marquise Brown, sit one. I'm sitting Carson. Two fumbles last week. He fumbled in week one. The second one was costly. The Steelers returned it inside the five. Uh, and, and immediately score on the very next play. It was a nine-point lead. They were trying to bleed clock. It was a it was a, a spot where you can't fumble. It's the only thing you can't do. You just got to run some clock and punt it And uh, with like five minutes left. And after that fumble, I believe Carson only got one more touch. Rashad Penny started the next drive. I think his workload is a little bit in jeopardy. He wound up with a, a lot lower snap share in week two than in week one. And again, he's now lost three fumbles in two weeks. I'm concerned. Are you sure? Because I think he, I thought he only fumbled twice. You've said they that. They didn't so... credit him with the second one. They credit Russell Wilson, uh, but he put it right in his chest, and uh, he never oh, had control. So you're Carson just blaming win. Chris Carson for Russell Wilson's problems. No, Russell Wilson put the handoff in yeah, his chest. And who and got the fumble? Who got the fumble, Ben? Yeah. You're a Grinch. That's on the running back. Internally, they're going to look at the film and know that's on the running back. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> JT in California. Greg Olson or Darren Waller? I think you got to go Waller, uh, especially with Cam Newton now. I don't, you know, I don't love Waller's matchup, but he's seeing plenty of targets. I think he's a very stable option right now. And for my flex, Raheem Mostert, Duke Johnson, or Demarcus Robinson? Yeah, this is where you just shoot for the moon with Demarcus Robinson, I think. Right. Yeah, I think you just hope thinking. that you get a big play out of him. And like the other two guys, they're pass, get, you know, pass catching backs that might not even catch a ton of passes. We don't know. So From Matthew. Yeah, from Matthew. Tight spot and a flex this week here. Half PPR. Tyrell Williams, Mostert, or Peyton Barber? Tyrell Williams. From Tim. DJ Moore. Emmanuel Sanders, Mike Evans, and David Montgomery. Sit one. DJ Moore, Emmanuel Sanders, Mike Evans, and Montgomery. I'm going to sit Montgomery uh, in PPR. I just think he has a little bit of a lower floor. I think you're going to get plenty of targets from the other three. Um, uh, I, I'm a I don't DJ know because I, I, think, I think if they weren't playing the Raiders, I agree with you, but I just I like the setup for Montgomery. He got 18 carries last week. I feel like he's going to... are not sp- playing the Raiders. The, oh, the Vikings are playing the Raiders. I'm sorry. Yeah. They're playing the Redskins. Okay, honestly, this is kind of the same difference to me. Um, I, think they'll, I think they'll have a big lead and they'll be able to run the ball and you know he's got a good chance to score. Yeah, and, and Mike Davis's role shrunk last week. So yeah. it, that, that's and certainly possible. I'm just concerned that Tariq Cohen was playing in the backfield more and running routes out of the backfield, which kind of limits Montgomery's receiving ability, in, and that gives him a little bit lower floor. But I, And then more importantly, I like these receivers. I like Evans to drop. Who would you drop out of these receivers? Uh, I would sit Sanders. I really like okay. the— Okay, he's in a tough matchup. That's that's That would be reasonable. I, you know, I'm not convinced it's a tough matchup. Like, it, it, it might be. But 
I don't think I don't think they did that well against the Vikings guys. Like you mentioned it with Diggs, he had the big touchdown, but he also had one call back. Thielen had five for seventy-five on eight targets. I get look. I guess they didn't do poorly. Allen Robinson lit them up, but he was the only one. But yeah, no, that's a tough call. I I I didn't love Sanders. He's also the kind of guy that when you start to believe in Sanders, he he lays an egg. Um, but I did want to mention something. Uh, Mike Taglier from Fantasy Pros. He tweeted something. He retweeted something that I retweeted. It's from Nick Whalen. Uh, do you know him? Yep. Okay. You know everybody. So he broke down film. You can follow him at underscore Nick Whalen, W-H-A-L-E-N. He did a film breakdown of David Montgomery, and he pointed out some serious flaws. And it's pretty like he's not hitting the hole. He's dancing a lot. So it's he's not there yet, you know? He, he's got to improve. But if they gave him 18 carries last week, if he gets something like that again, I think he'll be good. Uh, but I encourage you to check it out. You can see it in my retweets, and then you can follow Nick, who Ben probably already follows. And he'll be our next mailbag guest, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see. We got uh, Angel in Milwaukee. Dear Aaron, Brett, Don, and Bart. Aaron, Brett, Don, and Bart are... Oh, man. It's good. Kansas fe- City Royals? No, these are good. This is from Goodfellas. <laughs> is it? No. These are, Packer, God, no. these are Packers quarterbacks, Ben. Packers quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kansas, what did I City, say? Royals? Kansas City Royals. That's oh, great. man. I'm struggling. George right, Brett. Uh, need two from this group Duke Johnson, Carlos Hyde, Raheem Mostert, Latavius Murray, Jalen Samuels, and Ito Smith. Ugh. Who is Don like Don Medjkowski? Yeah, 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 yeah. The Magic Man okay. or whatever. I will play. Oh man, these are not good options. I think Ito Smith's a reasonable play here against uh, Indy without Darius Leonard, as we talked about at the top of the show. I think I take him and then Hyde probably, which is ugh. or Mostert would be the other what one you, I consider. Connor sounds like he's good to go, so I don't think Jalen Samuels is necessarily the best option, especially with a new quarterback float, on the road. Let me float an idea here. Play both Texans running backs with the thought that at least one of them will be good. Yeah, but what if they're not? <laughs> like their offensive line. But isn't none of great. these guys are set up to be good. Actually, I think I'd take Mostert. I think Mostert's the easy one. Mostert's a reasonable play. All right, so Mo- Ito's a reasonable play too. I might go Ito and Mostert and just avoid the. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's hard. All right, I think it is PPR, so I think I'd go Mostert and Duke. From Mark, OJ Howard or Sterling Shepard, PPR. Mm. I don't know if I love Howard that much. I think I'll take Shepard. I think, you know, Daniel Jones should breathe a little bit of life into this offense. Tampa Bay, I, I'm not buying their defense in the early going. So I think I'll take Shepard to have pretty solid uh, target floor here. I already know what song I'm going to play if, if Daniel on the podcast if Daniel Jones has a good game. So root for it. From Five Field, Josh Jacobs, Marvin Jones, or Curtis Samuel Flex? Ooh, Jacobs is dinged up. You can't really get excited about Jones, and Samuel has the quarterback change. I'm a little bit more concerned about Samuel's specific skill set with the quarterback change. I'm not so concerned about like Olsen and Moore and McCaffrey, who will get more underneath looks. That's tough. Who do you think? I am leaning Marvin Jones, just thinking there could be a lot of points there, and the Eagles' pass defense has not been very good. Um, otherwise I'd probably take Josh Jacobs 
But yeah, I forgot. You know, I was trying to figure out just now who they were playing, and the Eagles have been getting beat over the top a little bit. I think it could be Marvin Jones here. Yeah, it's a gamble for sure, but none of these guys are great. If Josh Jacobs had any role in the passing game, I'd go with him, but he just doesn't. Mm -hmm. uh, from Leslie Paul, two wide receiver spots and a flex. All right, pick two receivers. Juju, Cup, Emmanuel Sanders, Marquise Brown. Brown and Juju for me, although Cup is hard to bench. Well, eh. you can put him in as your flex. It's Cup, Emmanuel Sanders, or Mark Ingram. Yeah, I'll play Cup too. Brent from Pennsylvania. Robert Woods or Marquise Brown, PPR? Ooh. Again, I'm That's a little so bit tough. concerned about the Rams passing game on the road. I'm going to go I'm going to go Robert Woods. You got to play Robert Woods. From Andres. Robert Woods had a touchdown, five targets and three receptions all negated by penalty last week. That's so amazing. yeah, he had a bad game, but like the most negated production by penalty I can remember for a player. Uh from well, George Kittle had two touchdowns called back. So in terms of fantasy yeah, points, <laughs> but no, that's crazy. Five catches, you said? Five targets, Five targets, three catches, and a TD. That's a lot. Wow. Uh, last one from Andres. Something is telling me to sit Juju, but all the experts are telling me not to. I have Larry Fitzgerald, Emmanuel Sanders, Tyler Lockett, and Juju. Please convince me not to sit him. PPR. I, you already made that case. Your great I staff did. made that case. Yeah, stat of the week right there. Stat 49ers the can't you, cover. Is he, can he only start one of these full full point PPR? No, he has to start three of four. Oh, yeah. You're not sitting him for all of... Yeah, I, I would sit Emmanuel Sanders and play Fitzgerald, Lockett, and Juju. All right, Ben. Thank you. Good job, sir. Yeah. This is a fun one. It I is. need to now. I gotta watch my mob, my mob shows again. <laughs> hey, listen. At least I knew where that one was headed. I just was on the wrong one. Oh yeah, four Italian names. Very good. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I've actually never seen The Sopranos, so you know. So I watched like the first like two seasons, but I didn't really get into it. Well, you know, that's how I feel about The Wire. I watched the first six episodes. I thought it was the most boring show I've ever seen, and I quit. Yeah, you made a mistake there. You got <laughs> season three of The Wire is amazing. Oh, good! I only have to wait till season three before it gets good. That's a relief. I plan <laughs> on going back and watching it at some point. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you Sunday night and Saturday night on the radio show, 10 p.m. Eastern on CBS Sports Radio and Sirius Channel 206. Taking your phone calls on that one for Ben Gretsch. I'm Adam Azer. See ya. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com.